Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today members exclusive podcast. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Thursday the 9th of November. Standing in for Marcus with this exclusive members podcast. And as always, this is general advice only. So please do your own research. Contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this podcast. All right, we're just past 11.30 in the morning. Uh, the ASX 200 is up 32.6 points or 0.47%, 7,028 going through that 7,000 level, which is good news. Spy Futures was showing a 28-point rise, uh, but we are showing a little bit more than that. Of course, this morning has been dominated by a number of results out, some good, some bad, some really not so good. Uh, we'll get to those in a minute, but uh, certainly uh, some of the runners and riders today in terms of the big moves. We're seeing another big move from Imugene, which has had an absolute stonking performance in the last few days, up another 20% today, 163 million shares traded today. Also in the biotech space, Neuron Pharmaceutical, again doing well, 4, 3.6% higher. 263,000 shares traded, but otherwise, no real standouts, no real sector themes either emerging in the big caps anyway. In the losers, there are a few themes there. Uh, we have seen uh, a fall again in Newmont. We're also seeing the uranium space under some pressure again. Deep yellow down another 3.8%. And we have seen Helios coming off the boil. They have been uh, bubbling up in the last few days, but all that's come to a bit of an end today. 5.9% lower. Of course, it is Westpac down as well today on the back of their ex-dividend. They are down 59.5 cents, 2.8% on the back of that dividend there. It was a 72 cent dividend, so just a little bit less of a fall than the dividend. Of course, that dividend fully franked as well. All right, moving along today to the big news, I guess, is the National Australia Bank results out this morning. A little bit of volatility early in terms of NABs. Uh, we did see the stock ease back on the back of those results. At one stage, it got down to $28.72. We're back up to $29.35. So we have had a little bit of volatility there. The high of the day so far today has been $29.66. But certainly, uh, looking at the NAB result this morning, I have to say there wasn't anything there that really would spook the horses, as I wrote this morning before the market opened. Uh, certainly, the profit was uh, the cash profit was up 8.8%, 7.7 billion. It also raised its final dividend to 84 cents a share, but did, as is the banking standard operating procedure. Uh, they did point to a more challenging environment in the second half, well, they have to say that, don't they? When they crow, they don't want to crow too hard about the $33 billion odd dollars that the big four banks make in profit amongst them. So uh, they don't want to uh, rub our noses in it to some extent. The other thing that was good was the uh, net interest margin unchanged from a year ago, but a little down uh, nine basis points in the second half, but uh, unchanged from one7 4%, but I guess all eyes to some extent were on uh, the um, the bad doubtful debts and the arrears that uh, we are expecting to see from that mortgage cliff. And as yet, we still haven't seen uh, that really happening. Uh, so um, it is still pretty much in line with Westpac, 
We have seen a slight blip up in that number. 90-day arrears and gross impaired assets jumped. I'm not sure it's much, much of a high jump. Nine basis points to 0.75%. So they talked about key drivers being high delinquencies across the groups, home loan and business lending portfolios. As you would accept, expect, they have lifted provisions to cover for future losses and it said it expects arrears to continue to tick up. But the vast majorities of borrowers remain resilient once again. Second bank in a row to say that, probably the third if you count Commonwealth Bank as well. So we're not seeing that massive mortgage stress playing out in the banking results at the moment. So as I say, we are seeing a little bit of toing and froing with that uh, NAB result. Also out this morning, we've got the Orica number as well. Uh, that stock slightly better, up uh, 1.1%. They did talk about a second half story. The market never a big fan of that, but it seems to have shrugged off that. Orica, of course, big explosives business uh, in the mining sector. And uh, we have seen uh, this morning uh, those results out. Not a bad set of numbers from Orica. Statutory net profit for Orica, 296 million up almost five times from a year ago, 23% increase in dividends to 43 cents. And it talked about 24 earnings to rise on strong commodity demand, but it has warned that inflationary pressures, high energy costs, and geopolitical risks remain challenging. They talk the outlook for the next three years is expected to deliver a three year average return on net assets, RONA in the range of 12 to 14%, which is a little higher than the market was going for. In other news today, on the corporate front as well, we have zero out, which I wrote up this morning as well. I didn't think they looked too bad. They actually made a profit, net profit of 54.1 million New Zealand dollars, uh, compared to a net loss of 16.1 million for the first half. Revenue up 21%. Uh, EBITDA rose 90% from the first half, 206.1 million New Zealand dollars, uh, but they are up around 60% this year. Well, today they're down around 9%. Uh, the new CEO, Sukinda Singh Cassidy, has done a pretty good job there of refocusing the business on from away from growth at any price and more on the profitability of the company. Unfortunately, the market doesn't seem to be appreciating her latest set of numbers. The stock's down 9.3%. I didn't think it was too bad. I had previously done a bit of a takedown on zero around the $120 level as one that required uh, trimming and selling of uh, to take some profits after the big run that we have seen this year. Uh, I've got to say, at $104, it uh, looks like it uh, could be a little bit overdone at the moment. Sentiment very much working against it. 438,000 shares traded. Uh, wait and see what the analysts say, but clearly a little bit of disappointment there. But I would be uh, just accumulating those on the back foot, perhaps in zero. The other news out today as well, which was of interest, I did uh, write up and talk about on Ausbiz this morning, uh, Zip, and uh, I guess the attractions of Zip. It's probably not one that Marcus would ever uh, consider, uh, but certainly one that I have looked at and dabbled in in the past, sometimes to profitable uh, results, sometimes to less profitable results, less uh, suboptimal results. However, uh, the stock is a little better this morning. Interestingly, we did see the Affirm results come out after hours in the US. They were up around 10% on the back of those results. And also, interestingly, given the slowdown to some extent 
in the US, consumer spending is staying relatively high, uh, but at the same time, credit card debt is increasing, and the use of buy now, pay later seems to be increasing. Of course, Zip is exposed to that US market. They have done what Zero has done and have focused more their business on where they can make decent returns as opposed to trying to spread the love across multiple jurisdictions. And they have pulled back from a number of uh, countries that they entered into at the height of the buy now, pay later, Ferrari. Uh, the stock itself does have a bit of an overhang on it from a convertible note issue perspective. And the company has been extinguishing or at least doing deals with the holders of those convertible notes to, uh, to pay them down with cents on the dollar in terms of uh, the return there and restructuring those convertible notes. They still have, I think, about 110 million bucks worth of that. So the balance sheet is still a concern with Zip, but there are a number of things that are heading in the right direction with them. The stock has rallied uh, from around the 29, 30 cents back up to 40 and a half cents. And the results today showed that um, the market does, well, it is starting to appreciate maybe the positives again. 2.5% higher for Zip today. They are eyeing positive cash earnings in 2024, increased revenue margin from new products, and they're looking to simplify things. Interestingly, as well, of course, it is all about those bad debts which come with buy now, pay later stocks, and that is always a concern, but it is still below 2% of total transaction volume. So not a bad effort from Zip, and uh, stock responding slightly in favour of a tick in the box. In other news of interest today, I'm sure mineral resources will be uh, slightly smarting from Wildcat Exploration. WC8 is the code there. They have launched a $80 million um, capital raise at 76 cents. Mineral resources, Chris Ellis, Chris Ellison rather, has uh, bought in nearly 20%, 19.85% stake uh, about a week ago at uh, around 85 cents. The stock now being offered at 76 cents. I'm not sure that's really what you want to hear, having just bought nearly 20% of the company, that they're raising 80 million bucks. They also have uh, room to accept another $20 million in oversubscription. Wildcat has been on fire. The tale of Wildcat has been on fire. Uh, they have uh, made some significant fines at a project called Tabba Tabba and the bolt cutter lithium projects. They're going to be using the money to drill, explore, and uh, business development, etc. So um, the company was capitalized at close to $900 million before the raise, but only had $8.7 million in cash. You would have thought they would have gone to Chris Ellison and Mineral Resources and offered him a chance to buy into the company at a lower price. So he's stuck at $0.85, cents and the placement has been done at $0.76. Cents. Just turning to the Marcus Today strategy, we still remain long. Uh, less today, of course, we had the uh, Optus outage, which has helped Telstra. Uh, we're still long in the portfolio and the ideas uh, there, and uh, no reason to change that. The US markets last night, pretty flat, although we did see further gains in NASDAQ and the S&P, the Dow down. Uh, but the reason the U.S. market continues to rally and the reason that our market continues to rally is the bond market rally. Those yields have fallen quite a long, long way. Both of them were knocking on the door of 5% not so long ago. And then along came a spider 
or rather along came the FOMC and skewered uh, those bond yields. And we've got the Australian yields now down to 4.52% for 10 years and the American 10-year yield 4.50. So that is quite a, a mammoth move for the bond yields and a lot of bond buying and a lot of equity buying has uh, come from that. So just today, looking at those portfolios, as I say, no changes there in terms of the uh, the portfolios. I'm just also looking at iron ore, which is at a seven-month high. Now, that some of you will have long memories. And remember when iron ore prices were above um, $180, $200 a US a tonne. At the time, the Aussie dollar was around parity. Now we've got the Aussie dollar at $0.64, cents and iron ore closing in on $130 a tonne, seven-month high last night. That is a pretty exy price in terms of what it is in Aussie dollars. So uh, maybe there is life in the old dog yet in terms of those iron ore stocks. Certainly Rio and Fortescue have been doing pretty well in that space, although BHP not quite so well, maybe held back by some of the events uh, happening still in Brazil. Uh, in terms of that Samarco settlement they're trying to uh, to push through. So uh, BHP this morning up 0.7%, Fortescue up 1.6%, even lithium stocks improving a little bit this morning. And CSL doing quite well, up 2%. They have been threatening uh, to push higher, but um, hasn't really happened. They've rallied from $230 uh, to around $260, uh, so it's not been a bad 9 uh, 10% uh, rally, 253 rather at the moment. So not a bad effort from CSL, but there could be more to come. Certainly $260 looks like an easy-ish target, provided the market holds up relatively well. Also, yesterday we did see the release of the RBA chart pack. Always an exciting moment for analysts and economists around the world. I'm tuning into that chart pack. And as usual, there's always some interesting charts there. And I put a few in today into the strategy piece. The Australian cash rate target is one of the interesting ones when you look at it. Uh, going back to uh, pre-1998, mid-90s there, and comparing it to interest rates now, it is the new normal is actually the old normal. And the abnormal period has been the 13 years of really much, to say, free money. And, of course, that made us do dumb things. One of the dumb things we did, and again, there's some uh, charts in the uh, strategy piece today, is just take on so much more debt. Of course, that wasn't just our fault. We were egged on by central banks, certainly egged on uh, by our own RBA in terms of interest rate increases. And a lot of people have geared up. A lot of people took on debt, uh, a lot of debt. So uh, the problem, not so much high interest rates, because historically uh, they're not that high, but the problem is the absolutely high numbers of household debt, government debt, etc. The thing that is interesting this time around is that the debt is not corporate debt. In fact, uh, corporate debt is, uh, is quite low. It is government debt on the hangover from COVID and personal debt on the hangover from being told to go out and borrow. So just a few interesting charts. There are also some charts on US uh, debt. You've got uh, US consumer credit card debt topping trillion dollars, car loan debt 1.5 trillion US, and uh, there are student debt loans as well, 
1.8 trillion dollars so you can see the problem is in the debt also yesterday it was interesting to see Magellan talking about taking itself private and being a possible takeover target uh, of course the problem with these sorts of companies is that uh, the IP of the company the assets of the company as we were all too aware when I worked for Macquarie Bank they walk out the door every night and they have to come back in otherwise your business is worthless um, Magellan certainly throwing some burly in the water, perhaps, but it's still a $1.7 billion company. So um, that is, um, I guess, just burly for the time being. Even Phil King at Regal Partners, who has got a voracious appetite to take over other fund managers, probably couldn't swallow Magellan. So um, maybe just wishful thinking there from some of the board and management in terms of uh, taking it private or getting some sort of takeover approach. Looking at my stuff today in the small caps, it was good to see uh, Weebit Nano, uh, Aussie Broadband and uh, Megaport kick high yesterday. A little bit of, uh, a little bit not so good today. A little bit of backing and filling today. I did do a little bit more on Zip. Also, uh, some of you I know got on to um, WML, which is Woomera uh, Mining, up another 23.5% today, so doing pretty well. Uh, I think they did a friends and family placement at around 0.91 cent. So uh, those friends and family will be very pleased. Directors getting set as well. And then a little bit of money now to go drilling. And they have found some stuff to drill. So that's always good. Karoon uh, obviously suffering a little bit from the oil price falling. Uh, probably look there to buy some more at $2.25. Uh, $2.70 seems to be the high of the range. Remind me next time to sell rather than to hang on and be greedy. And uh, Invictus Energy out this morning. Uh, I know some of you are watching there for the drill results. A little bit uh, ho-hum with the initial fluid sample uh, showing gas and liquid hydrocarbons flowing uh, through the fluid analyzer. Um, indicative schedule anticipates results next three to five days to complete the fluid sampling program. So a little bit of impatience there, down 2.2%. I did write up uh, a zero uh, as well in uh, my stuff this morning together with um, uh, a little bit more on zip so have a little look at that well that's it from me today uh, the market up 42.7 points now at midday so looking pretty good all round and we have seen as usual banks driving the market higher but also this time out we are seeing CSL and BHP Rio and Fortescue kicking in too and doing some uh, heavy lifting for the market. The only parts of the market that are a bit easier, oil and gas, uh, Westpac because of the dividend, and zero because of those results. Well, that's it. Have a great day. We're back again this afternoon, of course, with the end of day report. Until then, enjoy the rest of your day.